It's the Bill O'Brien Podcast. Welcome as we will discuss the Texans' six-game winning streak, the bye, getting ready to face the Redskins, and a bunch of other stuff. And it's presented by Amogee Bank of Texas, and rooting for the family team has become quite the tradition at Amogee. It's something they have done for the last 27 years plus, and it's something that defines who they are. Amogee, also big fans of rooting for family businesses because in all their years of banking, they have found that when they treat every business like family, they tend to prosper. So if you're a family business and you need a bank, go to Amogee Bank today. Amogee Bank, here you grow. A division of Zions Bank Corporation and a member FDIC. Amogee Bank, the official bank of the Houston Texans. Let's get to it. Our conversation with Bill O'Brien. Coach, there you are at the end of the game, and your defense, they do almost everything perfect, but the fourth and eight was such a sensational play by the Broncos at yeah. the time to convert that. What was going through your mind at that point? Yeah, Case did a great job on that play. Um, you know, I think we had that guy double, but the, our leverage was a little off on the play, and, uh, you know, it was tough. You know, they, they executed that play really well, and, uh, you know, then what, what what happened after that was really interesting for, for our defense because uh, – Two plays after that, Christian Covington had a TFL, which I think people will forget about, but was probably one of the bigger plays in the game. He was talking about I think that. some of the bigger plays in the game were like the end of the half, yeah. that situation where we were able to convert that into a field goal. Mm-hmm. I think the complimentary football where we uh, turned the takeaway into a touchdown, and then I think we had a drive where we didn't score a touchdown, but we kicked the field goal, which was a time-consuming drive. But the play that Cove made – right before the field goal was a big play because that, that was a TFL that knocked them into a plus 50 field goal. Right. And, uh, you know, that's and it was windy and there were a lot mm-hmm. of factors there. So you, could you believe how windy it got at the end? I don't know yeah. if you noticed that. No, well, we it died down it. right before the field goal. In the third quarter, it, did it die was down awful. But right yeah. before the field goal, it, it had died down. Yeah. But um, that was a great – that was a big play in the game. And then, you know, then he missed the field goal. What, what are you going through at that point? When they get the fourth down play, and really you got the one timeout, which you call the timeout right before you know he kicks the field goal, and we've talked about this a little bit. Is is there a particular philosophy you have as far as guys going to kick the field goal? Because Vance Joseph iced uh, Kaimi and gave him a practice shot. Frank Reich did the same thing in the Indianapolis game. Like he uh, he gave him a practice shot. I've seen a lot of coaches do that. You called it well beforehand, and then he ends up missing it afterwards. Was that? Did you kind of go through it? Or you just want to make sure you had everybody on the field where you needed to and where you wanted to I think to be? when you just rewind a little bit, like yeah. so we had one uh, timeout, and then when they were driving the ball, if there was time, if they crossed the 50 with, let's just say, more than a minute to go, yeah. I probably would have started to – I would have used that timeout yeah, yeah. to possibly try to get the ball back in case we needed to drive to, to try to win the game. So there's that thought process. Yeah, of course. But then once time started running down where it was under 40 seconds or whatever it was, then it was like, okay, we're not using this timeout. We're going to let them try to figure out, you know, maybe what they want to do. And uh, that's a big part of the strategy too. Then what you're talking about is uh, I don't really want to give you the details of what I think on that, but that's that's kind of how we try to execute it in that game. Yeah. They came into the game averaging 5.3 yards per carry, top number in the league, and you hold them below four. So what was the key to stopping the run yesterday? I think our guys really, you know, what we do every Wednesday, and sometimes it doesn't work out like this, but uh, it has lately, is we stand up. Uh, I go first from a team aspect, and then obviously Romeo and Brad and then myself with the offense, and we talk about the keys to the game from a team standpoint and then from an OD and special team standpoint. 
And our guys have done a great job of really adhering to the keys to the game. So the, one of the major keys, I think, whenever you play Denver is that you have to stop the run. If they run the ball for 150 yards on you, if they have more than 25 rushing attempts, meaning they're running the ball, like you're going to have a hard time winning that game. That's Denver Broncos are a great running team. And so that was a key, and our guys did a really good job for the most part of setting the edge, building the wall, and, and doing a good job stopping the run. Offensively, number one key, take care of the ball. Right. Von Miller, great strip sack guy, you know, good DBs, you know, guys that can take the ball away. Bradley Chubb, another sack guy, take care of the ball. I thought, knock on wood, once again, we took care of the ball and and, uh, we were able to get a takeaway on defense, and that was, you know, a great reason why we won. Coach, if after three weeks you were facing a stretch where you were going to face Demarcus Lawrence, Yannick Ngakwe, Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, and Cameron Wake – and I were to tell you that you're going to face those five guys and you're going to give up two total sacks. That's it, two, and you gave up those two yesterday. What would you have said to me, and what would you say your offensive line would have needed to do to get to that point, and what have they done to get to this point? Yeah, I give a lot of credit to the offensive coaching staff, Johnny. I mean, uh, Mike Devlin, Timmy Kelly, John Perry, Danny Barrett, uh, Will Lawing, uh, Sean Ryan, um, Wes Welker. Those guys do a great job of, of game planning, helping – Helping us all put the, helping me with the game plan, and uh, and then you got to give a lot of credit to the offensive line. You know, they 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 fight. They're a great bunch of guys. They they love they love the team. It's really just a great bunch of guys. And then you give credit to the backs and the tight ends that are that are helping on the edge. The, these these defenses, and I don't want to give away too much. I guess you can just watch the tape and figure it out. But these defenses are so athletic yep. up front. And, and on the edges and even on the inside, you know, and it, you just you just cannot let them ruin the game. So now you move forward to Washington, Ryan Kerrigan. You know, you got guys over there, and there's several others. But, you know, so you've got to figure out a way. It's hard to block these guys on a down-in-and-out down, down basis uh, one-on-one. It's hard, to, it's hard to do that. Well, run it well and throw it less maybe, right? Because 24 attempts, <laughs> 20 attempts, and 24 attempts, those are the totals in the last three games. You have not been throwing it that much in volume the last three games. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's partly because we've done a good job of playing complementary football at times, and I think that our defense has allowed us to be able to play that way. And, and then, you know, that's really helped where our defense is able to get the stops and and they're not, you know, they're not giving up a lot of points, and so we're able to – try to control the tempo of the game. I think that's how we have to try to play, try to try our best to get a lead and then try to not be conservative but be smart about how we want to play the game. I think special teams has been huge. You know, Trevor Daniel, six punts, four of them inside the 20. Like, that. that's why he's getting a game ball later on this afternoon, you know, because he, he was a big part of that. So uh, AJ, A.J. Moore tackling, mm. doing a great job as a, as a gunner on a – he had two tackles on the punt coverage, and one was for minus three yards. That's huge, you know, and, and those are the guys that people don't really hear a lot about, but those are the fabric guys that help you win those games. Coach, you, talk, you mentioned we're tackling, and we talked about during the week, and I thought that was the number one key. If you're going to stop a running team, a running-based team like Denver, being able to tackle has got to be first and foremost. And there were a couple of third-down tackles that I know you'd like to have back, the team would like to have back, but it felt like the tackling overall – was and has been really, really good on that side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, I think the tackling has improved. I think, I think the tackling for us, 
you know, had to improve from where it was. I thought Kareem Jackson tackled extremely well. Mm-hmm. I still think we missed tackles that we should probably make, yeah. and we're going to work on that, you know, uh, you know, during a bye here to try to, you know, drill it and get it better. But, uh, you know, when, especially when they come back. But, I mean, you, you know, that's key. If you, if you can rally to the ball and the first guy can wrap the guy up and, and not block tackle him, then the rest of the guys are coming because our guys play hard and maybe the ball will come out. And that's kind of what happened on the takeaway. Dunny did a good job wrapping up. The ball got knocked loose. Okay, here comes Justin Reed, and that's how we have to play. So we always have to harp on good tackling. What is it like to have guys making plays who weren't even with you in camp, like Mike Tyson and Sharice Wright making a big play in the end zone and people like that? I think that's the NFL. I mean, I think that's where Brian Gain comes into into play, really. I mean, that's that's a huge role that he has of – of of helping uh, helping me and or you know actually me it'd be more me helping him manage the roster you know he, he I think you know picking up AJ Moore off of uh, you know waivers there or whatever was a huge pickup for us you know trading for Demarius Thomas I think is going to really help us uh, you know Mike Tyson getting him from w- when he was in Seattle and I think he was released and we brought him in you know those are that that all I give a lot of credit to our scouting department Brian. Brian Gain, obviously, at the top of that with uh, Matt Bazargan, Rob Kissel, those guys, uh, C.J. Leak, they do a great job. Speaking of Demarius, we talked about this a little bit after the game. I know that had to be such a, a rough afternoon for him in some sense. He's got to go play a football game, but then you're driving by and seeing his, his picture with a thank you DT sign as we pull up. That had to be a really interesting day for him. How did you, how'd you think he managed it, and how do you think you managed it with him out there? I think he played almost 80% of the snaps yesterday. How do you think that went to kind of get him up to speed with what you're doing? I mean, I think you could tell right away when he got here that he was a pro's pro, you know what I mean? Like, this was a guy that, you know, I'm sure it would be an emotional day, but he was going to be able to come. He'd been in a lot of big games, played in two Super Bowls, AFC Championship games. You know, the moment was not going to be too big for him. There was some emotion, especially I think his whole family. That was the first time they had been on the sideline of a game there in a the pregame. Really, and I don't wow. think they had ever been on the sideline before, and and so that I know there was some emotion. But he was, you know, he. Just, I just said, hey, look, man, this is a great day for you. Take a deep breath, and now let's just try to go win a game. And he, you know, he was like, I got a coach. You know, you know, I, I didn't even need to say that to him. So he's. Uh, He's a great guy. I'm, I'm really glad we were able to get him. But you got him a nice, easy catch <laughs> with the first play, and then he did a great job with the run and good blocking down. Yeah, he's a strong player. You know, he's got good playing strength. He's got, you know, obviously great hands. And, uh, you know, if you, can, if you can give him a crease on a play like that, you know, just get the play started, you know, you probably have a chance to make some good yards. Excellent. Talk about Kareem Jackson and the way that he played. And I think about him because he's playing corner, he's playing safety, he's playing nickel, he's playing every single position possible. I'm sure if you put him at linebacker, he'd probably do a decent job because of the way that he's tackled. His play this year is, I would think, with the injuries you've had in the back end, you had to have him play at that particular level given what you've had going on back there. He, he, he really, I think that's one of the better games he's played since he's been here. I mean, he had a huge tackle in the beginning of the game that really got our defense going. I mean, yeah. You can see it on film, guys jumping around, excited, to, you know, when he made that. It was a great, clean tackle. Um, and, and, you know, he's done a good job in coverage. He's got good ball skills, very instinctive player, uh, very smart player. You can line him up and, you know, you can line him up in a lot of different positions. He's played four or five different positions. He's a backup on special teams. You know, if we needed him on special teams to be a gunner or a vice guy on the punt return, he would do it. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's had a real good year for us. Jordan Thomas, I know you're – 
looking at everything, and I'm not sure what's perfect or imperfect or whatever, but he's off to a pretty good start in his rookie year. Another nice touchdown catch yesterday. He is. He's he's working hard to improve. I think the blocking has to get better, uh, but I think the passing game, he's done some good things, and uh, he just needs to keep that mindset, him and Jordan Akins, of, look, you know, not everything's going to be a bed of roses, and I've just got to really try to get better every single day, every single week. They're coached very well by Timmy Kelly, and you know, they they just got to keep that 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 grinded out, you know, improvement type mentality. What what was it like playing in the altitude? We asked you before the game. So, what was it like during the game? Now that it's behind you, I think that's probably a better question for the players. I, you know, it didn't. See, we rotated guys, especially up front on defense. Uh, you know, and then offensively, you know, Mance played, and you know that was more. We had some injuries up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rankin went in there. You know, I, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like it. I think our guys are in good condition, um, so it didn't seem like it was a huge factor. You dressed seven O linemen on game day. Yeah. So you used all seven. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask you who's next <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> yeah. But you did have some, some concerns there probably. Yeah. But the guys who went out did come back in. Yeah, that, that's, you know, when you're dressing seven and, um, you know, that's something that you – that's a risk type of situation. Yeah. But you're trying to – manage the the game day roster to the best of your ability to make sure you have special teams covered to make sure you have the secondary covered that that's the one thing about the whole it doesn't it's not just about offense you know it's right. like okay if we if we dress seven here then that means we can have you know more and right now that's basically what we have on the 53 so um you know we'll we'll be looking at that position but, in a bye week but you have jolton joe webb to play wide receiver <laughs> if you need to or jolton, any position jolton. on a field he <laughs> yeah. can play pretty much he, anywhere I'm telling you, he is a great guy. I mean, he, he'll do whatever we ask him to do. I mean, he is a guy that, you know, I just I just think the world of the guy. He We ask him to, you know, play on special teams, yeah, whatever, cover kicks, punt return, block for us. And then in practice he was running some pretty good routes. I was like, he's playing receiver on Sunday because mm-hmm. he can do some things. He's a big guy that can run. He's got great hands, and he knows the offense from being in the quarterback room. So, yeah, he can he can do some things. Okay, I want to make sure that I phrase this properly because I know how how you want to answer this, but do you appreciate the challenge in some sense? I know you don't want to see guys get hurt, and I know you want to see everybody out there being you know playing a hundred percent. But is there a part of you in some way that appreciates the challenge of okay, I've had this offensive lineman go down, or I've got this receiver hurt. How are we going to put this thing together to go get us a, a touchdown or a field goal when we need it? Do you is, do you kind of appreciate that challenge a little bit? I mean, I think that's. You know, in a lot of ways, like that's something. That's what it's about in this league. You know, you've got a, you only have a certain amount of players. Okay, you have to do a good job of evaluating the skill set. What can the player do? Can this player back up this position? But could he also, you know, play this position over here if something were to happen? That's what the Saturday night staff meetings are a lot about. You know, hey, if this happens, you know, a lot of different scenarios. Yep. If if this guy goes down, what are we doing there? If that guy goes, you know, we we try not to use the word injury. I just say like if this guy's shoulder pad breaks or something. Yeah. Can, who's going in for him you know we don't yeah. want to you know we, we don't want to give a bad omen to our guys but but we have to be ready for that because that's you know you have 46 guys and you've got to figure out you know if something happens what are you going to do you can't be you can't be caught uh not having an answer for for all those things that come up one more from the game itself you had a touchy situation being pinned back your last offensive possession and all of a sudden you're at the five yard line and watson makes that little quick great short play. throw to Lamar Miller and he gets you out of jail so great play. that was a great play I, I thought that Deshaun had 
uh, I think four really good plays like that in the game where he took off on scrambles or he shoveled it like that one to Lamar or we had a bootleg where he ran for three or four yards, which got us a positive gain on first down. I mean, I thought he played – I think Deshaun Watson, maybe the stats aren't flashy and all that, but I thought he played a hell of a football game. Getting that win going into the bye. I mean, we sit here 6-3, and three, coming off a win, you go into the bye. And I know you've got plenty of work as far as self-scout and all that that you got to do during the bye, but how much of a better feeling is it to get the win going into the bye as opposed to having to ruminate over a loss – yesterday had it happened ruminate <laughs> there he goes again that's a good pulling word. out that brown education it's the perfect word for the sentence on how about is that like marinate <laughs> marinate yeah. with it i know what that's not a pleasant marinade marinade's more about meat ruminate <laughs> is more about thought i think okay. that winning you know i think everything you do you're trying to make decisions that point towards winning and so when you win i think that winning really creates a great vibe in the locker room in the organization, in the coaching staff rooms. Now, the key is, like, and this is something that we, we've got to really understand, is to never get too high and to never get too low. You know, mm-hmm. it's that old deal that it's never as bad as you think it is and it's never as good as you think it is. And right. so, you know, you, you've got to continue to work and improve. And I'm just thankful that we have the type of players we have because I really believe they understand that. You know, that, you know, these are – every game this year – for the most part, has been a close game. It's been a dogfight, you know. Yeah. You know, you can even say in Miami. I mean, there was a time there where you know we we, we had to really have a put a drive together, and, and that that was not an easy game, right? You know, even though the final score maybe maybe people would say it was, but it's not. And so, I think our guys understand that every game is going to be hard, and we got to keep trying to improve. How do you want to see the players handle the bye? You know, I'm going to talk to these guys about. Um, you know, making sure that they get rest, making sure they reconnect with their families, you know, some, some especially guys that are have just moved here, like Demarius Thomas, you know, I'm sure he's got to go back to Denver and clean some things up, you know, move yep. some things here. Uh, I want them to watch some film when they get some extra time, you know, watch themselves, kind of self-scout their own game where they can think they can improve when they get back. I want them to be smart, you know, they represent the organization. Uh, out there and I just want them to be smart I know we have great guys and I know they'll do that but uh, and I want the rookies to understand like this is the stretch run this is where you really have to be at the top of your game because you know every every game from here on out is going to be a big game do you having an NFC team after the bye is that helpful because you just get a little bit more time I know everybody's got to get away and get some rest but does it give you just a little bit more prep time for a team that you haven't faced in I don't know for since 2014 yeah. it's totally a different First team game. from that point does yeah, it no, give you more time it's a good point I mean you know we're not we're not as nearly as familiar as with the Redskins as you know we are obviously with our AFC opponents especially our divisional opponents um so yeah, no, it is a good point that we we maybe we got a little extra time. They're a good football team. I know they didn't win yesterday, but you know you watch it. You've watched how they've played over the over the uh, year, and uh, it's going to be a tough game. You know, and these road games are tough. You know, anytime you go into an opposing stadium, they're very very difficult. And so our you know you know we've got to do a good job of of uh, you know like you said, take some time off, get get rested up as a coaching staff, but uh, make sure that we. We're doing a good job putting together a good plan. Well, personally, you will get some time off. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I the bye week. I think it's great for the players, but for yeah. the coaches, I think it's a great opportunity for us. Now, look, we don't have to be here at the crack of dawn and be here till midnight, right? Because you, you know, there's not a game, you know, necessarily on a, on the horizon, you know, meaning Sunday, but 
we still have to a lot of work to do, and this gives us time to get that work done and yeah. still get some rest and still be with our families. But, it, but you know, I think you guys know. I mean, you know, you, you're in a, a run right here that's pretty pretty cool, and you, you, you don't want to leave any stone unturned. And, right. You know, there's plenty of time for rest after OTAs yeah. to July 4th or whatever it is. There's there's good time for rest. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is for us. We've, we've got to make some good decisions and, and really do a good job of getting this team ready to go for the for the – basically the second half of the season. Amogee Bank of Texas, Ask Bill O'Brien question of the week. Other than game day, what is your favorite time of the week other than game day? So you can't pick Sunday. What is it? What do you like best? That's hard. I, I, I love uh, – uh, it's hard. I, I For me to pick one day, I'm going to just tell you I love Wednesdays. I love uh, talking to the team about our plan as a team. Um because it's a new beginning. No matter yeah, what happened, it right. starts over. And I just, I really like this team because they're so attentive in that meeting. You know, they're just locked in on what you're saying, and and you spend a lot of time preparing for that meeting. And so you you just you appreciate their attentiveness. And so I love that day. Um, and then I, I've always loved Saturdays in the NFL. I think that uh, you know you get a real chance. It's a little bit of a relaxed day. You you can uh, really talk to the players about things that maybe don't have to do with X's and O's. Um, you know, everything's kind of baked in at that point. Yeah, you know, and you're, you're going to have a walkthrough. You're going to have, you know, I love the quarterback meeting that we have on that day. I think it's a little bit more relaxed, you know, because you know, it's there's not a practice that you're getting read, ready for. It's just, you know, it's a walkthrough that's important, but it's not a, you know, an intense practice. So I've always, I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed Saturdays in the NFL. What's it like when you're coaching a college team in that? whatever the equivalent is of Wednesday, I guess Tuesday, and they've got classes and girlfriends and lives, and you just don't have the same kind of control over that. That's an awesome question. It's totally different. because And and I'll tell you, when I went to Penn State, I had been in New England for five years, so I'll never forget that. So it was spring practice. But, you know, so they get out of class at, let's just say, 2. They rush over. you got a snack for them. 2.30, team meeting. But you really only have about an hour because you've got to get out on the practice field at four. So you you, you have you got to get your position meetings. Maybe you have an hour and a half. Right. You don't have nearly the amount of time. Right. So that very first meeting for me at Penn State, like offensively, I tried to put in like a hundred routes. We went out <laughs> to the practice field. It was the worst practice you've ever seen. And you know at Penn State, the wind and all, so it's yeah, windy yeah. and yeah. and I'm like they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. And I'll never forget I had a guy there that was like kind of a, a good friend of mine and, and was on the staff and, you know, had been in the pros and he's like, you, you, you don't, you can't put this many plays in. Like, there's no way that, I mean, this is, yeah. these guys had class all day. Another, you know, so, cause you have to get them off the practice field by five thirty, six o'clock so they can go eat dinner. And then they got study hall. Mm. That's a, it's a grind. Yeah. They're on full scholarship. So that's great for them. You know, those right. guys. But for the walk-ons, I mean, it's a grind. I mean, that that college game, Division One college football, is a grind. No question about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> a little disappointed you didn't say Mondays at five, one of your favorite times. But you know, yeah, I guess we'll yeah. get over it. Yeah, the Bill yeah. O'Brien Show weekly yeah. here. Yeah. All right, <laughs> I, I enjoy. You know, I enjoy this show. I yeah. I thought you meant from a like a no 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 no. We we I, that was not a fishing question. It was you, actual you, coaching right there. I enjoy talking ball with you guys. All right. Well, Coach, good luck on the bye, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Well, that's going to do it for the Bill O'Brien Podcast this week. Check out all the other podcasts here on HoustonTexans.com or wherever you're getting this or wherever fine podcasts are available. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans.